Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Happy Thursday, December 14th, 2023. Today is episode 350 of Elijah Fire. Very exciting. But I also want to remind you guys that on Saturday, December 15th, uh, we're releasing the next teaching series on our podcast platforms. As you all are well aware, but some of you are not, that we've been converting all of the teaching series we've been doing into podcast form, putting them on there during the weekends every couple of weeks. And so the next one is right on the horizon. We are on the cusp of greatness. Uh, it is Walking in Third Heaven Authority featuring Mike Thompson. It's only two episodes, so uh, very digestible, and he has a lot of wisdom and insight into that subject and has a great word for uh, young and seasoned individuals. You're welcome. Um, so that's going to be dropping on Saturday, uh, two or twelve fifteen. So make sure to look out for that. Also, guys, we've got Elijah Fire merch. So um, we've got this fantastic shirt, which actually looks cooler than it does on the screen. Uh, it looks really cool, really sharp and crisp. We also have you will see me being drinking out of an Elijah Fire mug which has stars. You can't see them uh, very well on camera, but as the whole like electrifier star field and it's got a flame on one side, it's got the, the traditional logo on the other. And then we also have this amazing sticker pack, which is really, really cool. And they're vinyl stickers. So you can put them on whatever, like water bottles and you can throw them in the dishwasher. Um, we've got the, the flame, AKA Wilson. We've nicknamed it Wilson. If any of you have seen Castaway. Tom Hanks, he has like a Wilson volleyball and it's like this smudge that's got like a face and it kind of looks like this. So we always joke and call it Wilson level up. We've got a sweet level up sticker and then we've got this, but in sticker form, the new kind of, I had to update the logo uh, so that it could work with printing because I was told that the other one had way too many colors in it and it was going to be an insane amount of money <laughs> to, to make. So I had to like bust this out very quick i worked like late hours to try and make something that looked still kind of 80s but they they said i could only use three colors i got away with using four so uh it was very difficult but i'm happy with how it turned out and then the traditional elijah fire logo and then we have a k-bye which is awesome i always say k-bye at the end and so now you can slap k-bye on whatever and make a statement so those are, you can go to ElijahShopper.com, type in Elijah Fire, all one word. You'll see all this pop up or it's in the description under follow us. Um, and uh, yeah, Michael's saying, joking and saying they would have been like $62 t-shirts. <laughs> That's not fun for anybody. Um, I'm sure there's a couple of you that would have been like, all right, fine, I'll buy it. But we wanted to make it as cheap as possible for you guys. So, um, yeah, but if you go into the description under the follow us section right there, right under follow us, you'll see a link to all of our merch. Go purchase it. It is ready for you. Um, it's no longer on pre-order, so you can just go and buy it right now. Boom. So we're very excited to have this merch uh, in hand, actually. We had a Christmas party yesterday. And uh, we got it in hand and we were ooing and aahing and all that good stuff. So um, very excited. So go buy yours today. All right, guys, uh, my guest today, he is an author. He's a speaker. He's a content creator as well on YouTube and beyond. 
Uh, I'm, he's a renaissance man. He's he's uh, He's got many talents. Let's give it up for our guest today, Troy Black. Troy Black, welcome back, man. What's up, Jeff? Hey. Hey, man. Hey, so I already let you know this, but my voice is a little hoarse still today, so uh y'all y'all bear with me uh but yeah i'm excited man i'm already feeling the joy of the lord here so awesome i yeah. hope you're feeling it there but yeah i'm i want to get i'm gonna get myself one of those t-shirts yeah dude represent man. hey you're even if they were 62 dollars, you know your hardcore fans are gonna get They're one gonna, they would buy them yeah they're like i'll do it i've been waiting that long so yeah uh but what, i also want to tell tell everybody i gave troy permission with this as well like we're going to go as long as we can. I don't want him to push himself because he is a little under the weather. So just pray for grace, all of that. But we're going to make sure that we get out everything that needs to get out. And we're just going to call it call it good. So Sounds good. Yeah, I live streamed yesterday. And at first, I thought I was going to go real short because, you know, my voice and everything. And then if I, we, as soon as it got going, like I, I, we, we, it, it just kept going, you know, I think I went for like an hour and a half and by the end of it, I felt great. You know, but then mm -hmm. it's like, you wake up and you start all over again and you're yeah, like, all right. I feel like you're kind of crashing and burning. Yeah. It's always the yeah, mornings, the mornings and the night, like are usually where I feel the worst. So. Man, I don't, I don't know, Jeff. I don't know if this is everybody or just me, but I, for me personally, I'm like, all I have to do is like turn on worship music and it's like, I feel like everything's okay now. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> no like all right it's everything's all good you know and then it's like i have to go do something i realize like maybe i'm not feeling 100 yeah. i yeah. don't know there, there's like this joy it's like an internal joy that it doesn't necessarily automatically change everything about the way you feel you know but it's like it oh what does the word say it says that uh the same spirit that raised jesus from the dead is going to give life to our mortal bodies uh -huh. so it's talking about eternal life it's talking about the resurrection but i believe it's also talking about life right now you know like and man some people need to hear that that hey just because you woke up and you weren't feeling good or just because you 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 know caught the things going around or you came down with something or whatever that doesn't mean that you need to fall prey to that lie and that trap that says oh this is gonna be a hard day or this is gonna be a hard week right you know, i believe god has something better in store and sometimes uh you know just like paul leaves uh i don't remember who it is a Ditus or something. I don't know. I'm saying the wrong word. Is it? Yeah, you got it. He leaves <laughs> one of those guys. He leaves one of those guys, you know, behind who's sick. You know, sometimes the sickness itself is just God trying to get our attention. It's not that God put it upon us at all, but it's that God keeps putting up warning signs and saying, like, hey, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. Like, you need to, you need to pause. You need to rest. You need to rest your, your mortal body itself. Mm -hmm. You need to take some time off. And sometimes it's just God's grace saying, Hey, you're not, you're not pulling the plug. You're not taking time off. So I'm going to make this happen for you. You know? And a lot of times God has, has done that for me where it's like, I, I realized, Oh my gosh, like, uh, if I hadn't, if I hadn't pushed pause something a whole lot worse than like a cold could have happened. You well, know? Like, yeah. And for me too, it's like one of those things where I do feel this grace to operate in a certain area. And when God is actually asking me to slow down and I don't, and I push and start operating outside of the the area I have grace for, that's usually when I get hit with like sickness. Not always. Um, but I would say to you backstage, I was like, silver lining is that you're sick before Christmas, you know? So it's yeah, and you know, I prayed about this week, Jeff, and I said, Hey Lord, do I need to just cancel everything? And I, the Holy Spirit specifically said, No, you need to keep you need to keep your schedule this week, you know, and I've just taken it easy. But God has given me grace to be able to do that, you know, and I think that's where we need to go. It's like when when you're not feeling good or 
you know, I think sometimes in the charismatic church and, and man, I'm just, you know, this is not where we're supposed to go today, but the, I just sense the leading of the Holy spirit on this a little bit that sometimes we have this fear of admitting when we don't feel well, because yeah. we're supposed to always be believing for healing. Right. Yeah. And it's like, and it's, sometimes it's a burden or a weight or an anxiety that we're carrying. Like, well, if I actually admit that I'm not even to I'm myself, declaring that I'm sick. And, yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, no, that's just like you're you're just admitting what reality is. That doesn't mean that you stop believing that God wants to heal you. He absolutely does. That doesn't mean you stop believing that God can heal you or that he will. He absolutely is our healer. And the word talks about that. You know, like the same, uh, you know, David talks about, hey, you've forgiven all my iniquities. You've healed all my diseases. God is our healer. But that doesn't mean that we ignore reality. You know, and, and there's all other places in the word we can go, uh, you know, where it's like we have to know how to be honest with God like Job. You know, like Job, Job was not ignoring reality, right? Like he wasn't like, oh, everything's fine. You know, it's like, no, he was, he was willing to actually talk with God about it. But one of the things I touched on my live stream yesterday was the difference between, uh, you know, Job's friends talking about God and Job talking to God. You know, so if I'm not feeling good, it, what I've learned is the best thing to do is to go straight to God and say, God, yeah. Is there a reason for this? Like, is, is this something that, you know, is, are you trying to get my attention? Or are you, are you, is there something you're wanting to use this in order to speak to me about? Mm-hmm. Or is there something that you want to do through this? I mean, even Jesus says about the man born blind, you know, they're like, who's, who sinned that this happened? He's like, this isn't because of somebody's sin. This happened so that the glory of God would be revealed mm-hmm. through this man's life. You know, so it's like, I believe that God is the glory revealer. I believe he's the healer. But at the same time, we need to ask that question, Lord. Is there something more that you're trying to say through this? And if so, I, w- I don't want to miss that in the middle of this. You know, so it's really cool that you mentioned that. I, I've shared this story once before, but um, there's a guy who's in YWAM. Um, and, uh, you know, when I was there, he was like coming and he was sharing this really crazy story. So he's originally from Hawaii um, and he moved to like Seattle, Washington area. And his son was young at the time, probably five. And he got really sick. And so they kept taking, they took him to the hospital um, or the, whatever the doctor and they were analyzing his ear um, and they couldn't quite identify what it was at first, but then they found that there was actually because he was sick, they were able to look in his ears like they do at the doctor and they discovered a bone growth in his ear that if, if it was left untended to for like another year, he would have gone deaf in that ear. Wow. So it was because he got sick that they went to the doctor and the doctor was able to look in his ear just like they normally do when they're giving a checkup and they found that bone growth and they were able to operate on it and prevent him from going deaf in that ear. So it was just like one of those like, wow, if he wouldn't have gotten sick, it was obvious that God was in this thing, but if he hadn't gotten sick, he would they wouldn't have found it, you know? And so it was a really interesting just like, yeah. That's it's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I, I just feel like this is a word for somebody, you know, uh, some people are, I, this is, this is what I sense from the Holy spirit right now. Some people are asking that question right now, God, if you're trying to get my attention, why are you doing it this way? Mm. Why, why use this thing? And this is something that I just sense. This is not a judgment. This is not, the Lord's not trying to be harsh, but you know, I just sense the, the love and the, the grace of God on this. But at the same time, for some of us, you know, we need to be willing to humble ourselves and realize it could be because this is not his first option. This mm-hmm. is not this is not the first thing that God tried. 
you know, that it's not the first way that he tried to get our attention, but perhaps this is the first time that we started listening, you know, and mm. this is what was needed for us to actually listen to what he's saying, you know? And so, uh, you know, sometimes it's the mercy and the grace of God that, that things happen, you know, and that's, that doesn't mean that God, you know, uh, uh, you know, I don't believe that sickness is a punishment under the new covenant. I don't, I don't believe that theologically, but I do believe God can work all things for good. And I believe that God can oh, use absolutely. anything that we go yeah. through, mm-hmm. you know, and, and technically anything that we walk through has had to slip through the, the uh, filter of God didn't stop it from happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Like technically God could have stopped it from happening. So why didn't he, you know, that question. Mm-hmm. And sometimes and I believe it's always always the best answer is to go to God personally and and to ask the Lord, you know, and maybe work through some of those some of those struggles, some of those questions, some of those big questions, and especially work through the bitterness, you know, like Job had to, like Job could have gotten super bitter at God, but he just kept mm-hmm. coming back to God, mm-hmm. even with the the bitterness that he was struggling with, even with yeah. the questions, he kept coming back to God. He didn't mm-hmm. run away from God, you know, and and I believe that is where victory is found, and that's where we're going to get our answer, you know, is is at the foot of the cross at, you know, the, in the throne room of God, like that's where we're going to get our answer. So man, this topic is, is seeming a lot heavier than, uh, what the word was supposed to be about today, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to jump in Jeff. So just, so we have time to share everything. Yeah. So you got a word for 2024. Yeah. So I've actually received a few words for 2024. I would say maybe two or three so far. Um, so this is one that I haven't shared yet. Um, for those wondering, um, I shared one on my uh, my regular channel, uh, just Troy Black on YouTube. Um, and there was a sign. This is so cool, Jeff. There was a sign attached to that word of something happening around Christmas time. And the really cool thing of this year, of 2023, and the really cool thing is that thing has already come out in the news. The announcement of it has already come out after I shared that word. Um, it ha- The actual event hasn't happened yet, but I'm going to be posting a follow-up video pretty soon to that. And just showing how like, hey, this is, you know, <laughs> these things are actually taking place. And, and, you know, we try to show as many things, as many, uh, we try to do as many responses on my channel as we possibly can. Obviously, with the number of words I share, it's not always possible. Um, but yeah, just so people know, we, we, are, uh, we are responding as often as we can to these words. Yet, um, I'm saying that so that it's just simply so I can say, please take this word to the Lord in prayer. If you have any concerns about it, if you need confirmation about it, um, I, I don't. I try not to hold prophetic words over people and say, hey, this is what God's saying, so you'd better do it. You know, it's like, no, it's like I'm submitting this to you as a brother in Christ. Um, and if the Holy Spirit tells you otherwise, or if the scripture says otherwise, go with what the word of God says and go with what the Holy Spirit's telling you, because I'm not a perfect person. You know, I, I do hear from the Lord regularly, but I try to submit this in, in the way that the scripture asks us to under the guidelines of First Corinthians 14 and First Thessalonians chapter five. So um, if y'all if y'all need more uh, more theological, you know, uh, kind of study on how to judge prophecy and stuff, I would encourage you to go read both of those passages. But mm. yeah, so a couple of things I got, Jeff. Um, the first thing I got was like a prophetic word for 2024, something okay. that God is speaking to in the church right now. I also heard a word of knowledge about something that's going to be happening here in the United States, uh, I believe in 2024, and then also a short prophetic teaching uh, for this next season as well. So I'm just going to jump right in. Man, this this is something I'm so excited about. And the reason is because uh, this is the message God keeps speaking through me like all like over and over. And I believe it's something that the church today needs to hear. And here's here's what's so good about it is it's something that when we get it, I believe it's going to fill our hearts with the joy of the Lord in a way uh, that is is desperately needed in the church today. 
uh, and is desperately needed in the church age in general. And this is something that we see throughout scripture, but sometimes we gloss over because it has become common and it's actually become common in our the way we talk about God, our language as well. And what I'm talking about is the joy of the Lord. I'm talking about the joy of the Lord. This is something that is supposed to be a sign of the church age. It's supposed to be a sign of the move of the Holy Spirit. It's supposed to be a sign of the new covenant is the joy of the Lord. Now that, you know, like what, what we started with Jeff, like that doesn't mean your life is always rosy and, you know, and cheerful. Right. It doesn't mean you don't go through hard things. Yeah. But what I'm talking about is that internal joy that, it, you know, and it's more than uh, it's attached to hope, right? But it's more than hope. It's, it's a supernatural uh, gift that God gives us. It's a supernatural fruit of the Holy Spirit being with us that every, it affects every other thought that we have and it affects every decision we make. It affects every view we have, perspective in life. It yeah. affects everything, every attitude. Mm-hmm. It's like everything is it gets filtered through this joy that we have That's that Scripture actually says can be inexpressible. Like, it's so great. And I'm going I'm to read that Scripture in a little bit. But just jumping right in, this is what I heard the Lord say. He said, this, and this is a word for 2024. He said, this is what I, and he said to me, this is what I want you to say. I, and I heard the Lord say, I turn water into wine, says the Lord. So oftentimes I don't say, you know, thus says the Lord when I share prophecy. I, I don't say says the Lord unless I hear the Lord say that specifically and I write it down. And if if I hear it, then I say it. But even if I say that, I'm still submitting this as a prophetic word that needs to be tested. So it's yeah. not, you know, that doesn't mean that it doesn't need to be tested. Yeah. Um, but that's what I heard. I, I turn water into wine, says the Lord. I'm turning the water of this past year into wine in the year to come. The freedom of the Lord replacing the fears of yesterday. Freedom for fear. I mean, he's, he's, he's taking fear and he's turning it into freedom. Yeah. Faith for faith, faithlessness. Fruit for lack of fulfillment. Man, I love that because it's not faithfulness for, for faithlessness. It's faith for faithlessness. Why? Because when you have faith in what Jesus has done, it's going to lead to faithfulness. Hmm. <laughs> fruit for lack of fulfillment. Yeah, that's really good. Man, what is, what is, what is the fruit? What is the, where does the fruit come from? It comes from us abiding in the vine. Jesus said, abide in me and you'll bear much fruit, right? So it's when we feel like our we're missing that purpose or that meaning or that fulfillment, we don't need to do something to get that. We just need to abide. And then the fruit is going to come. And the purpose is that God has us here for is going to be revealed as we abide in him. And God starts to do things through us. Man, I just sense the joy of the Lord on that yeah, for, for people. There are people listening, and I just sense the Holy Spirit saying this. There are people listening uh, who you've you've been dealing with, you've been struggling with the fear of uh, of uh, the fear uh, fears involving loneliness, oppression, and a lack of fulfillment in your life. The Lord mm-hmm. is saying, number one, He wants you to know that's not from Him. God never put that on you, and that is that is not from that is not coming from you disappointing Him. It's coming from a lie that the enemy is attempting to feed you. And I just sense the Lord saying this for those who know Jesus Christ personally, God is saying, I am not disappointed in you, my bride. Mm -hmm. And the Lord is simply saying this. If you feel that way, get into the word and see what it has to say about you. And the fulfillment is going to come. The fulfillment is going to come. This is one of the things that the Lord pointed me to. He asked me to read that the verse that has to do with beauty for ashes. I know some people are going to say, oh man, another one of those prophecies is like beauty for ashes, right? Because like, you know, but the reason people share prophecies like that, and the reason God says that, the reason God speaks through this this passage is because 
it's needed. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And, and, and listen, I'm, I, I don't want to downplay somebody just because it's been shared a lot or just because it's like, oh, well, everyone shares a prophecy like that. It's like that. I don't want to downplay what God is saying. If God is actually saying it, if the Holy Spirit is actually speaking it, then it's we need to hear it. You know, we need to hear it. So if you need that confirmation again, go and ask the Lord for it. And I believe he's going to give it. But this is Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. This is what it says. The spirit of, of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord anointed me to bring good news to the humble. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim release to captives and freedom to prisoners. If, if I remember correctly, Jeff, the last word I shared on here had to do with, um, you know, um, I think uh, broken hearts being, uh, being mended, right, yeah. or being healed. Mm-hmm. There was something like yeah. that that the Lord was addressing. And I believe this is a continuation of that. But yeah. this is actually speaking about Jesus himself. So Jesus quotes part of the scripture once he comes and uh, in the flesh, uh, you know, part of this prophecy. But then he and then it goes on to say to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to grant those who mourn in Zion, uh, to uh, giving them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the cloak of praise instead of a disheartened, disheartened spirit so that they will be called oaks of righteousness the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Man, I want, I want to be called an oak of righteousness. You know, mm. I want that to be said about my life, you know, while I'm here and, and after I'm gone, you know, where it's, it's, and that's, I know that's something I can't just make happen. You know, again, I have to be abiding, abiding in the vine. And that's the only place that, 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 that is going to happen. But here's the amazing thing about it is, you know, some people have this question. Um, okay. If I want to be called an oak of righteousness, I'm going to have to start doing a whole lot better than I've been doing. Like, you know, so how do, how do I get to that point? How do I get to that place? Because an oak of righteousness, this is a large tree that has a huge root system, a, a strong trunk, a huge foundation that's able to carry a lot of weight. You know, it's like it's, uh, you know, the, a lot of birds could come and nest in this tree. A lot of uh, things can grow. It, it's this massive structure that's developed over time. And yet where does our righteousness come from under the new covenant? It comes from Jesus's sacrifice. So this would be my personal encouragement. This is not the Holy Spirit saying this. This is me. But my encouragement, if, if you're in that place where you're saying, how do I get to that point where I could be called an oak of righteousness? I would encourage you to go into the word and find the scriptures that talk about it under the new covenant, how you actually become righteous in God's eyes and where your righteousness comes from. And then speak those words over yourself because there's life is going to come out of that. And you're going to start walking in line with the identity that God has already already put upon you under the new covenant. Um, so, okay, let, let me, let me read this, uh, other, this is Isaiah 61, three, the same passage, but this is another translation it says to all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes. So that's closer to what we're t- we typically hear beauty for ashes, right? A joyous blessing instead of mourning. So is, is there mourning that happens, you know, in life, even as Christians under the new covenant? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But there's a joyous blessing that is is undescribable it's it's <coughs> excuse me it's indisputable when you get it when you understand where it comes from and it it is inexpressible it's it's uh <clears throat> it's it's more than we would expect if you lined up everything that you think you've done to, you know, everything you think you deserve against God's blessing and mm-hmm. the joy that he has for us yeah. is far greater than we expect or what we deserve. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
It doesn't make sense to our carnal mind. It doesn't yeah. make sense to our natural mind. But for some of us, we need to go back to the words of Jesus where he says, you know, to, to, to come into this kingdom, you've got to be converted and become like a child. You know, like we've got to come back to this place that, well, okay, Jesus says it's better than, you know, like, and the word says it's better than I expect, um, better than I deserve. So I need to come back to this place where I believe that that's true, even when I don't feel it. This is, uh, and the Lord asked me to talk about the wine of the new covenant and how, how free you get to be in this kingdom. So Jeff, I've talked about this a few times on Elijah fire before. I know I have, you know, and I even go to the Lord sometimes I go, Lord, you want me to talk about this again? Cause I'm like, I've already said this, you know, like, and on my channel too, it's like, I, it's like, I feel like we're beating a dead horse here. Right. Mm -hmm. But that, but you know, it's like sometimes the only way that we're going to get a truth is if we repeatedly hear it spoken and we repeatedly decide that we're going to hold on to it. We're going to grab onto it and we're going to claim it as our own. And you know, what, what's happening in that moment, you know, why, why we need to hear things over and over sometimes is because there are uh, roots that have been planted in our heart through things that people have said over the years, things we've told ourselves, things that, you know, the devil's tried to accuse us with that we believed things that we've allowed to be rooted in our heart, you know, and God is tilling those things up and he's digging those things up and he's replacing them with truth and with life. And the more that we get the truth planted in our heart, the more there's going to be life coming out of that. Hmm. Yeah, I'm. I, I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but I'm just going to say it. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, this is there's a great a movie called Goodwill Hunting, which has Robin Williams in it, Matt Damon, and he's basically this like guy working as a janitor, but it turns out he's like a math prodigy. Um, but uh, Robin Williams is his counselor, and he's talking to him, and Matt Damon voices something traumatic that happened to him. And um, Robin Williams says, it's not your fault. And he's like, yeah, I know. And he's like, it's not your fault. And he's like, yeah, I know. Robin Williams says, it's not your fault. And he keeps repeating it. And Matt Damon is like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. And then all of a sudden, he says it enough times to where Matt Damon just breaks down. It's like, a, it's an amazing scene. Um, obviously, the movie, Radar, has a lot of F-bombs. But that scene shows up in my feed sometimes. And I watch it. And it's like a really moving scene. But it is kind of goes along with what you're talking about. Sometimes we need to hear something multiple times before all of a sudden it sinks in. And that's the way it's been with me and my walk with the Lord too, is like, sometimes you just need to hear something a couple, like one more time. And then all of a sudden it clicks for you. And sometimes you even think you knew it, but then all of a sudden God takes you to a new level and you get breakthrough. So. Yeah, that's so good, Jeff. Um, you know, imagine just, just for a second, imagine being one of the Jewish people who was coming out of the, old covenant and into the new after Jesus ascended. <clears throat> you know, that's why Paul kept having to write letters like Galatians to the Galatians, like Ephesians. It's like he was addressing all these issues that people were having, trying to go back under the law of Moses, trying to do things mm -hmm. under, you know, the old covenant when God had brought a better covenant in a better way. And so I'm, I'm going to read some of these verses. You know, it's, it's all through the New Testament. Here, here's what's so amazing about it, though is once we start to understand this, man, it changes our perspective on reality. It changes our perspective on life. And it gives God, I believe, an opportunity to minister through us in a way that he never would have been able to before. It's because we're operating within the framework that he set up when Jesus died on the cross. 
This is Mark 2.22. It says, no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins and the wine is lost in the skins as well. But one puts new wine into fresh wineskins. I'm going to I'm gonna uh, eat a cough drop real fast. If that's Do okay. it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so what is Jesus talking about? He's talking about two different covenants, but he's also talking about two different sets of glory. You know, you got the wine, right? Uh, the new, you know, uh, the word says, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the spirit. So there's this glorious walk that God has for believers today under the new covenant that can only be preserved within the context of the, the new wineskins, which is the new covenant itself. Mm -hmm. You know, anytime we try to start going back under the old covenant ways, and that doesn't mean we reject the Old Testament. It doesn't mean we stop, you know, it doesn't mean, you know, some people are using that term. We're like, we need to unhitch from the Old Testament, you know, like unhitch the scripture. No, no, <laughs> no, we absolutely don't need to do that. Yeah, because the word of God says that all of scripture is, you know, profitable for teaching, rebuking, uh, for right. training up in righteousness. Like we uh, need the Old G Testament. He's the word made flesh, you know, right. You know. Jesus, yeah, Jesus did not just come as revealing the grace of God. He came revealing the grace and truth of God. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like we need the Old Testament, but we need to view the Old Covenant through the lens of the New Covenant, mm -hmm. essentially, is what mm -hmm. the Word yeah. tells us to do. Hebrews, uh, Galatians, Ephesians, over and over, Romans, <clears throat> excuse me, over and over, Paul keeps saying, hey, this is a better covenant. So let's let's look, look, look at some of those verses, and then I'm going to continue this word that I got. Hebrews 8, 6, but now he has obtained a more excellent ministry, uh, ministry to the extent that he is also the mediator of a better covenant, which has been enacted on better promises. So this is what Jesus has done for us. It's, it's a better co covenant. And sometimes we need to read verses under the old covenant and say, as we're reading, we say, thank, thank, thank you, God, that I am under a new covenant, that I'm under the new covenant. You know, we need to recognize what, what it is that we're reading. That doesn't mean we reject it. But we look at it through that lens of what did Jesus do and how does that affect what I'm reading now? Hmm. You know, and some people will interpret that correctly. Some people will interpret it incorrectly. You know, like obviously there's teachers out there that will take it too far and say things that the new covenant doesn't, you know, tell us to do. Um, but that doesn't mean that we reject that model of the new covenant. That G you know, Jesus said, hey, the wine is going to spoil. It's going to burst. It's going to be wasted. The glory and, you know, and this is why I believe, Jeff, that some of us as Christians, we're missing the, the joy that God has for us. This inexpressible joy is because we're attempting to hold it in old wineskins and it's bursting and we're missing out on the benefit of it. Yeah. John chapter two, Jesus, the first miracle that he does publicly, he turns water into wine. You know, that's the same word that I got for 2024. The, the Lord saying, uh, I turn water into wine. I'm turning the water of this past year into the wine, uh, into wine in the year to come. The water of 2023, God wants to turn into wine in 2024. Hmm. Jesus does this public miracle of turning water into wine. And one of the reasons he does that is to express why he came. And it was to bring a better covenant built on better promises that contains better glory. That's more glorious. What, what do we see here? Matthew 9, 26. So this is Jesus looking at the jewish nation it says seeing the crowds he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and downcast like sheep without a shepherd okay in, and in john chapter two 
what does the head waiter say to, to the servants who bring the wine after it's been turned into wine and it was water, right? It's the miracle wine. Yeah, he's like, yo, he's like, everyone always saves. Uh, no one, no one brings the best last. He's like, but you save the best for last, right? And and he also, yeah, he says you save the best for last. He says typically they wait until everybody's had enough to drink that yeah. they're feeling drunk, <laughs> yeah. right? And then yeah. they don't, they don't know how bad the new stuff is, mm -hmm. right? Like that's mm -hmm. why they bring the the cheap stuff last. But what does Jesus see when he looks at the crowds? Matthew 9, 26, he, seeing the crowds, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and downcast, like sheep without a shepherd. See, they had been drinking of an inferior wine mm -hmm. for long enough. Or they didn't know how how good it could be. You know, maybe they, they were settling for it. You can look at it that way, too. Right. No, 100%. I'm not saying that there wasn't joy. I mean, just look at David and the psalmist. You know, there, the joy of the Lord was not invented under the new covenant. Mm -hmm. But these the the if you imagine it like a feast or a party, right? It's like they had been drinking of this old covenant wine, and they had been doing things under an old covenant system. And Jesus looks around and he recognizes it's time for the new, right? It's it's time for the new. And listen, they they were they were distressed and downcast. That means, okay, think about a party. You know this this wedding at Cana, right? What if, what if that's how the party was going? That means that there's something wrong with the wine, you know, in that, in the cultural context and everything, everybody's distressed and downcast. It means the wine tastes so bad. Nobody's drinking it. Right. Or whatever. Or they ran out after the first cup or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, like culturally within context, something's gone wrong. You know, people are not having fun, you know, and it's, it's like, and you know, obviously that's not the point of, of life is just to have fun. That's, but the the picture that we see here and, and the reason Jesus does this miracle first is so that we know, hey, he's bringing a better covenant with, uh, built on better promises. Yeah. And there's joy that we can access in a way that we were never able to access before. Mm -hmm. And it's through a different method. And that's 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 what the point I'm trying to make is when we try to access it through the old method, we end up bursting the wineskins mm. and we end up being distressed and downcast. And when, when the whole time God is standing there, he's saying, hey, I have, a, I have something better for you. I have something better for you. And listen, this, this, is, this is what I'm just sensing the Holy Spirit saying right now, Jeff. It's just he's addressing this thought of, well, for God to, to, to bring something better, he would need to change this and this and this and this and this, right? All these things would have to shift. This would have to shift in my family. This would have to shift in my career. This would have to shift in my personal life. This would have to change here. And the Lord is saying, no, no, I have something better for you. And I don't need to change any of those things to fix this. Uh, yeah. You just need my joy to come well, in the middle of it. And the, the, as, as is the case with a lot within scripture, I love, I love how layered it is. So you could even look at this parable uh, to, to the exact credit of what you're saying, Troy. How long does it take for grape juice to become wine? It takes a long time, right? It's not just like a, all right, well, let's come back tomorrow. Or like, okay, I just crushed the grapes. Come back in an hour. It's not like that. It takes a long time. And what Jesus is illustrating through what he did, amongst many other things, is watch how quickly I can turn things around. Watch how quickly I can, I can, wow. I can make something new, and I can make it 
you know, something that you thought was going to take a long time, I did in an instant. And that's the beauty of following the Lord and watching him work in our lives is that momentary revitalization, making something new, completely uh, restoring something in an instant. That's awesome. Boom. Man, so good. And I, I believe that that's what God is wanting to do. That's what, that's yeah, what he's that. speaking about right here in this word um, that I heard. The next thing I heard uh, uh, that the Lord is doing this year is he said, I'm bringing wine back into the church again. Hmm. They've seen it, but in many ways, they haven't yet tasted of the fullness of what I have made available through my son's death and hmm. resurrection. He's not talking about people not understanding the gospel. He's saying we haven't tasted of the fullness of it. Yeah. You know, and honestly, Jeff, I believe, you know, this could be said about anyone. You know, Paul probably would have said it. I don't want to put words in Paul's mouth, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, Paul is a pretty humble guy in a lot of ways, you know, yeah. like he probably would have said it of himself. Like, hey, I have more to learn. Right. I mean, he even said like, mm-hmm. hey, I don't I, I'm not saying I've arrived. Right. It's one of the things he says, you know, it's like I don't think any of us should say that we've arrived. And when it comes to the area of living in the, the grace of God, you know, f- not just feeling the joy of God. I'm not just talking about feelings, right? I'm talking about experiencing the Holy Spirit in such a way where his joy is not only filling our hearts, but it's fueling our life, you know, and it's, and it's, it's spreading from us to other people. And it's, yeah. it's becoming a life. It's, it's becoming a sustaining force inside of us that's helping us to do the next thing that God's telling us to do. This is the next thing I heard was there's beauty here in this kingdom and you've only scratched the surface of beholding it. I mean, think about for a second, have you ever, Jeff, have you ever been like a worship service where you go in and you're feeling a certain way? You're just like weighed down, you're bogged down, but like 20 minutes in, you're just like, man, life is awesome. You know, like I feel so good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, and it's like, what if, what if we could go from there to there in, in five seconds instead of 20 minutes? Yeah. I, I believe it's possible. You know, like I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that has to happen. I'm just saying what if there's more, you know, like what if, what if there's a place of abiding with the Lord where the things that the devil uses and the things that, you know, just are part of natural life that slow us down and unhitch us, you know, from our destiny. It's like, what if those things didn't, they didn't have to throw us off track so far off track as often as they do anymore. Yeah. You know, what if it was like a bump in the road instead of a, you know, a another wall to break through? Hmm. Like, like, I believe that that is what God has for us. And as we're as we're abiding in Christ, I believe he's going to be working that out in every believer's life where it's like, man, this thing threw me off track before, but it came back around again. You know, one of those cycles came back around again and praise the Lord. This time it didn't throw me off track. Hmm. You know, like uh, like, man, like it's just uh. Yeah, I mean, it's something I feel inside of me, Jeff, that I can't fully uh, I can't fully describe. But I want to read first Peter one eight. This is because I I feel like scripture says it best. It says, and though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him now, but believe in him, you greatly rejoice with joy, inexpressible and full of glory. Hmm. You know, I think that's the difference between. I, I love I love worship sessions, so I'm not I'm not knocking that at all. And I believe we need to be you know, worshiping the Lord. Uh, and I believe there's going to be so much joy when we're going to be reminded of the nearness we have to God. We're going to be filled with the spirit, reminded of the joy we have uh, in the Lord during worship. But what does it say here? It says, you do not see him now, but believe in him. 
you greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. So yeah, I believe under the new covenant, we have access to God's throne room. It says, come boldly before the throne room of grace. It also says, we have confident access in him. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Through belief in what Jesus has done for us, even maybe we're not even seeing the miracle we need right now. We have access to the fruit of the spirit. We have access to the nearness of the Holy Spirit. You know, and there have been some times, Jeff, I'm just going to I'll use myself as a personal example, even though I don't get this right all the time. There have been some times where I've had this thought, man, I don't have time to pray and read the word for an hour. And that's what I feel like I need right now in order to take this next step in faith, mm-hmm. in, or, in order to not have a complete mental breakdown right now. I, I need to worship for an hour or else I'm going to go insane. And yet I've got five kids. You know, I've got a ministry that, I, you know, me and my wife are running. I've got we've got all these things that we're taking care of. And, and I'm like, Lord, I just don't have the time. Right. And what the Holy spirit will remind me of is, Hey, you have confident access in him. Hmm. Just believe. Yeah. Just believe that you have it, you know, and he'll bring me back to that place of childlike faith where I go, okay, Lord, what can you do with a little bit of childlike belief today when I don't have the time to do the, what I thought was needed, what I thought was necessary. And the Lord will bring me, it's like the presence of God just comes in and the joy of the Lord comes in. And he reminds me, just just because you didn't worship for two hours today, you didn't lose access to my presence. Mm-hmm. That's good. You know, because it wasn't that act of worship that was bringing you in. It, it was the blood of Jesus. And that never stopped working. <laughs> yeah. And that's a really good word, Troy, especially this time of year. You know, it's just... Uh, people's schedules just fill up with stuff, even if they're trying not to. Um, and then they feel like they're lacking in an area, but I mean, scripture says that we can approach the throne of grace boldly. Um, that's like right here, right now, anywhere while you're in the shower, even, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, I love that. You know, uh, I'm going to read part of Hebrews 10, but I would encourage everyone, if this is something that you're dealing with, Go read Hebrews chapter uh, chapter eight, nine, and ten, because um, it really is going to, I believe, solidify this for you. But Hebrews ten, um, I'm just going to jump to uh, verse sixteen. It says, "This is the covenant which I will make with them after those days," declares the Lord. So He's talking about the new covenant. I will put my laws upon their hearts and write them on their mind, and their sins and their lawless deeds I will no longer remember. Now, where there is forgiveness of these things, an offering for sin is no longer required. So there's there's Sometimes we are tempted to think, well, I have to sacrifice in order to have the nearness that I need, in order to have the joy that I need. But these things are available because of the covenant that we're under, because of the sacrifice that was already made once and for all time. And it even says their sins and their lawless deeds I will no longer remember. So if you have five seconds between this one, this duty that you you have to do and this thing you have to do, you have five seconds to pray. Let the Holy Spirit remind you. And, and think about, meditate on scriptures like this. Let the Lord remind you, God does not remember my sins and my lawless deeds any, any longer. Like he has, he has separated those as, from me, as far from me as the East is from the West. That is what Jesus did for me. And, and he paid that price once and for all so that I could come boldly before the throne room of grace daily, that I can find help and mercy in my time of need. And man, if that doesn't put a smile on your face, I don't know what's going to. 
<laughs> you know, like, because when you, yeah. when you are in that place of belief, what's going to happen is the Holy Spirit is going to start reminding you of the favor of God, the grace of God that's available, the way God sees you as his child, his, his son or his daughter. You're, you're an heir with Christ. You, you, are, uh, you get to receive the inheritance that Jesus gets to receive. Like all these things, all these verses that where it's like, man, this, this is good. This, and this is true. But unless we are basing our ability to come into his presence and our ability to come before him on what Jesus did, even if we know those things, we're not going to be treating them as, as if they are true. Because the, that gap is just too, it's too far to, to bridge. But when we base our nearness to God on what Jesus did, it's like that gap goes away mm-hmm. and we realize yeah. man all of his promises are yes and amen mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah yeah you know what you know what god does for me jeff is i go from being in a place of you know it's like when i when i'm in a place of need you know it's like w- when i do this and i come before the lord boldly because of what jesus did god turns that moment around where i go man i i don't even think i can go and i can meet with these people for an hour i like i don't even think i can make it through this to you know, sometimes it's five to 10 seconds in the presence of God. And then he turns it around and he goes, Hey, watch what I do through you in this, in this meeting. Yeah. You know, and it, it goes from, I don't think I can survive to man. I'm a vessel filled with the glory of God and I'm a vessel in the new covenant and God's going to use me to do something great because it's his great. It's all his grace anyways, you know? And it's like that small ship. So I'm going to, I'm going to read the rest of this, what the Lord said, but, um, I heard him say this. He said, don't you know what it is you've got? Uh, Says the Lord, my goodness and grace uh, streamed to you fully. And then he said, partake and find out what true joy is like. So he's he's talking about the new covenant. This is new covenant language here. He's talking about what Jesus did for us. He's talking about what the scripture says in in those chapters. I said, Hebrews 8, 9, and 10. And then he said, my freedom is here and it's filling those who are lacking fulfillment. And then I heard the word full. Full freedom and joy in my presence. And then he said, find fulfillment in me. Full freedom and joy in my presence. Man, I, I love that because it's mm. like Christmas season, you know, holiday season. There, there's a lot of things, you know, maybe being with family, maybe maybe uh, some family couldn't make it this year and you're actually happy about that. Whatever it is. <laughs> Not, or you your know, mom, like, <laughs> you know, like it could be either. There's just, there's just like a lot of, things that promise fulfillment you know Uh there's a lot of things where it's like oh man this is the thing that i've been waiting for looking forward to and 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 the lord is saying you have full freedom and joy in my presence you know what no matter what season of the year it is and i believe this is what god is wanting to to remind us of in 2024 and he's wanting to remind the body of more and more and more so i want to i want to read this word of knowledge uh this is something the lord said and i know we're running short on time jeff so i'll try to get through this oh it's yeah it's i mean I'm more just being sensitive to you. It's not, I mean, you can, you can go through the whole thing if you want, or just say what you feel like you're supposed to say. Yeah. I'll just do the word of knowledge. I don't think we need to necessarily go through the rest of it. Um, if we don't have time, but since I said I I was going to share that up front, I'm going to go ahead and share it. But, um, this same night that I heard all of this, uh, the Lord talking about what he's doing in the church in 2024, I heard this word of knowledge. Um, and what I heard was, I heard the Lord say a massive church split is happening. Mm -hmm. The same way it happened in the New Testament, where one side is full of glory and the other is full of themselves. So, you know, I'm 
I know that sounds a little harsh. Um, I know that, you know, the Lord's not saying that in a judgmental manner or a judgmental way, but at the same time, I think he's just, he's just saying it as it is. Um, and this doesn't give us a right to say, oh, you're so full of yourself, you know, like, because mm-hmm. we're not the judge at the end of the day. Um, but, you know, w- what we saw um, there was this split between um, the new covenant converts, you know, and those who are coming. And sometimes it was the Gentiles, you know, versus the Jews a little bit because of the, you know, the um, them coming out of the old covenant versus coming out of the world system and all that kind of stuff. Um, but sometimes it wasn't. Sometimes it was just, you know, people in the church that the apostle Paul and, and John and Peter, that they were having to deal with who were saying, okay, no, we need to do all these things to please God. And they were kind of missing the point of the new covenant. They're kind of missing what Jesus did. They're adding stuff to it. Now, the Holy Spirit may add stuff, you know, and he may ask you to do things, but we need to be very careful between being obedient to the Holy Spirit and doing what he's asking us personally to do and taking what God is telling us to do personally and making it a requirement uh, for every person, right, in the body and or a requirement for salvation, right? Mm -hmm. So not adding to what the word says. Right. But... The, what God's speaking about here is the difference between doing it God's way and being filled with the glory of God and the joy of the Lord and not doing it God's way and really missing out on that to an extent, you know, and then the next thing he said was 2024 is a year of signs regarding this split, a year of signs regarding the split. So I believe this is something that's already happening in the body that we've kind of seen a little bit of. Uh, yeah, definitely the past couple of years we've seen, seen this happening. Yeah, but I believe we're going to see more and more and that we're going to see specific signs happening mm-hmm. this year. Um, the next thing I heard was friction is happening among the body because of this movement. And yet in many ways it will be centered around one single denomination this year. So I believe those signs are going to be centered around a specific, probably a large, you know, uh, denomination. I don't know which one. Um, but then I heard those who wind up on the side of glory will have testimony after testimony to share a year of breakthrough, because that's what happens when religion falls off and you fall fully into relationship. And then he said, let me show you my freedom when you embrace my grace. So God's not saying that uh, all religious practices are wrong. You know, God's not saying going to church or even being a part of a denominational structure is wrong. That's not what he's talking about. But he, he's talking about religion in not, not in the context of, you know, uh, even traditions and stuff. He's, ta- he's talking about uh, a heart that's centered on uh, what can I do to please God versus look at what Jesus did <laughs> and it pleased mm-hmm. the Father. And now... We, we get to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We get to be experiencing the joy of the Lord. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, Ephesians 3.12 I have written here says, because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. Mm. It's, it's, it's confidence. Yeah. It's boldness. It, here's the crazy thing, Jeff, is, and, and you probably experienced the same thing, but, you know, one of the things the Lord's been working out in my, my life, my heart recently in the last couple of years is just this idea of, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit, he has to say to me all the time, Troy, when you make a mistake, you don't lose your access to my presence. Yeah. You don't lose your access to my voice, you know, and and it's it's a it's a failure based like performance system that I'm living in, you know, where it's like when I'm I'm fighting against that truth where it's like, well, no, I'm like, well, shoot, you know, like <laughs> I, I I made this mistake. And so now what is that? You know, it's like mentally in the back of my mind, I'm thinking that's three days of doing the right thing, you know, that's uh, yeah. three, making three sure I'm paying proper penance. Yeah. yeah. It's like all this stuff, you know, and then yeah. I'm going to sense the presence of God. Like I did last week, you know, and it's like, it's just not yeah. true at all. 
Yeah, and it's interesting you say that because I think a couple of days ago I mentioned that um, I've actually heard the Lord say sometimes when I've been, you know, whatever, I'm feeling down on myself, and He's actually said, "Are you done?" You know, like, and then He reminds me of what He did on the cross. It's just like it's unnecessary. Like I'm doing that to when when I do that, when I fall into that state of like, no, I need to like. I need to show God that I'm serious and that I'm, you know, I, I, it's to appease my own flesh, Mm. you know, to go like, oh, well, I'm going to show God, I'm going to go into a state of mourning for the next three days. And, uh, you know, just to show God that I'm serious, that I feel bad about this. Um, I, I think it also doesn't help that I hate making mistakes. Yeah. And so I, uh, I get, really uh like frustrated with myself and then i come down really hard on myself um and so i think a lot of that has fed into my relationship with the lord that it's seen a great victory in definitely over over my walk you know but uh i dude it's very real you know like paying penance and all that yeah yeah i I had that same i feel like i had that same conversation with the lord yesterday where I, i was just saying i was like man Here's a mistake, you know, like from my, you know, it's, it's kind of from my past a little bit, but something that I deal with a little bit still. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm like, Lord, I wish that this is something that I never had to struggle with at all. And God reminded me like, okay, the blood of Jesus covers that. The grace of God is here, you know, and then I, but I followed it up and I, I kind of pushed back and I was like, yeah, but it would have been better if, if I, if for me, if I had just never, ever had to struggle with that, like I would have been a better person. You know, like I would have been a better person and I would have liked myself more, you know, like it's like that's and and I realized as I was saying it, I was like, I'm like literally praying this to the Lord. And I realized like, wow, like God is using my own like fleshly desire to do everything right, to reveal my own depravity to myself, (laughs) you know, and it's like, you know, the Lord is essentially was saying yeah, you would have been better, but you're not. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> that's not who like, you are. That's, not that's irrelevant. Like, what are we going to do today? You know, like, yeah. Yeah. It was just, but it was like, do I get down on myself because of that? And do I go into a, a, a despair or do I go back to the cross and I realize even more so, wow, like this is how desperately I needed his grace. Mm-hmm. And this is how much he loved me that he's willing to do that despite, mm. you know, he didn't do it because of the idealistic version of myself I have in the back of my mind, the way I wish I was. He did it despite the way I've been. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and I would I would rather be honest with myself about where I've been and honest with God about what I need help with than, you know, walk under a, you know, walk, live in a, a fantasy world where it's like I've got an idealistic version of myself and be like, would, would, I, be, would I be a better person if I never make any, any of these mistakes? Absolutely. But the reality of it is Jesus has, number one, covered everything with his blood. When I believe in him, when I come to him, when I repent, it's covered, right? But at the same time, he's changed my identity to where I don't have to live in a place where I'm uh, I'm under the weight and the shame and the condemnation of that. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ yeah. Jesus. Now I get to live in this place where... The way God sees me, that's the way it is. That's the way I am now. And God mm-hmm. sees me as righteous and holy in his eyes. God sees me as the righteousness of Christ. You know, God sees me as a new creature in Christ Jesus. So it's like uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 13 through 14 talks about, um, 
we speak these things not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. But a natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. It's talking about the difference between a childlike faith and a natural, like, um, intelligence-based desire for things to go our way, right? And it's like our, our carnal mind and our flesh is going to say you have to earn it. It's always going to say that. It's always mm-hmm. going to preach that message. Mm-hmm. But but the Spirit of God is saying, nope, Jesus did it for you. It's finished. You get to receive it today. But you have got to come to a place where you're not listening to your carnal mind, but you're listening to the Spirit of God, and you're believing that, and you're saying, as much as I feel like I don't deserve that, I'm going to accept that because that's what he's saying. That's yeah, so good, man. And that's it. That's yeah. that's the measuring rod right there is what is the Holy Spirit saying? What is the word of God said about me? And that's who I am, whether I feel it or not. And the feelings are going to come. The more that we rest in that and we go, man, I am the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ. It's like, I may not feel it right now, but the, you know, like we were talking about earlier, you repeat that truth and you allow the Holy Spirit to repeat it to you. And you read the word for some of us. We just need to get the scriptures and put them on the phone, you know, the background in our phone, or, or we need to put them on our mirror or wherever you know, put them on the dash in our car and obviously not read them while we're in traffic. But, you know, when we sit in the car, whatever, it's like when we, we get a stoplight, read it really quick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But we need to put it in front of ourselves and we need to, and we need to meditate on the word like the way David did. You know, I yeah, meditate man. on your law day and night. It's like yeah. we need to do that so that we can start thinking of ourselves the way that God thinks of us. Mm-hmm. And then the feelings are going to change. They're going to change. They're going to follow that. Well, and, um, you know, people who watch this regularly know that I've been memorizing through Romans chapter six. I have almost the whole chapter memorized, you guys. I, I'm confident that I will, I will have the whole thing memorized before the end of the year. But um, something that I love about Paul, Paul got this, like that, hey, like Jesus, co- his blood covers you. Like, so, and he states the reality of where we live and he goes, and then his terminology, I love it because he's like, so now you don't need to do these things anymore. Like mm-hmm. recognizing that it's going to be a, like if you go halfway into like a muddy, like a muddy field, right. And then you go, wait a minute, it's dry over there. I can turn around. You still, you're going to have to go back through. There's a cleansing process that takes place as you go back towards, you still have to wash the mud off all that stuff, you know? Um, and that God will take you and, you know, like put you on that dry land. But, um, Paul says, uh, you know, he says the death Jesus died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. And he's identifying that now we live in, in him. And he says, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal bodies that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness for sin shall no longer be your master because mm-hmm. you are not under the law, but under grace. Mm-hmm. And what I love about this word, Troy, for 2024 is that people have a lot of people. I can speak for myself too. I've had really, it's, it's been a challenging year. There's been really good stuff, but it's been a challenging year. And then there's a lot of other people who feel the same way. Some of you, your year is difficult because of by your own making. Some of you listening have made some dis, some some choices that have led to difficulty, and you're just maybe now realizing that. Um, the good news is what I just read in Romans chapter six. Man, 
Like we don't need to do those things anymore. We don't need to. And, and I love this because I'll, I'll just read really quick again what the master of the banquet says. So Jesus turns the water into wine, right? After let's say they drank it all, or maybe it was bad wine or whatever, whatever the case, the, 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 the good days are gone. Okay. We'll say it like that. The good days are gone. All the good it's gone now. It's, you know, there's no more of that, but Jesus turns the water into wine. And then the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned to wine. He did not realize where it had come from though. The servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he said to the bridegroom, he, he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out the choice wine first. And then they bring the cheaper wine out for the, after the guests have had too much to drink, but you have saved the best till now. And that's a word for all of us. in The body of Christ is like, he's bringing out the best man. He's yeah. Redeeming. He's, he's, he's making the impossible happen in our lives and he's doing it in an instant. So boom, I'm done. I love that, Jeff. I love that so much. It's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> Taking the water of 2023 and turning it into wine in 2024. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like I'm glad you touched on the whole sin issue too, because I think some people will take this and, you know, run with it and say, well, you're just preaching that sin doesn't matter anymore. You know, but Hebrews 9, 14 says, how much more will the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Boom. So the blood of Jesus doesn't just cover our sins. It changes our conscience. Yeah, that's good. It it makes us not it makes us not live afraid of failing, but it also makes us live with the joy of knowing that we're pleasing God and we're doing what he's telling us to do. It of, of wanting to serve God. You know, that's the difference. It's like it's uh when uh man, it's it's like a picture of of uh a budget, you know, someone's budget and you have a, a deficient and uh, deficiency in your budget or whatever. You've, you've got all these cr credits on this one side. You're like, how do I work with the money I have to do all these things over here? Right. To 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 pay off all this debt, you know. But what does it look like instead of like that? That's the difference is Jesus has paid our debt for us. Now the budget is wiped clean. It starts from scratch. So now the things you have to work with, the natural tendency is not the natural desire is not to go and do those things that are going to put you in debt again. The natural tendency is how do I use these things to glorify God? How do I use these things to build his kingdom, these resources, you know, so that it's, it's just a, it's a difference in the way we view things and it comes through the presence and the power of the Holy spirit in our lives. And, you know, that doesn't mean that we neglect uh, godly sorrow. It doesn't mean we neglect true repentance, but it means that we, start from a place of being forgiven and we, we start from a place of having God's righteousness and then we obey the Holy Spirit from that place and do whatever he asks us to do. And here's the amazing thing, Jeff, is when you know that Jesus's blood covers everything, it's so much easier to actually be honest with God about sin and about mistakes and about struggles uh -huh. and say, God, I need your help. Yeah. You know, like when you're afraid well, you of hide it from him anyways. Yeah. You know? but, yeah. But when you're thinking I have to do enough to please God. You're you're always going to be afraid of being honest with him about mistakes, you know, mm -hmm. or you're going to justify them in your mind, you know, and say, well, I've done all this, so that's okay. It's like, but, but not actually bring it to God, you know, and let him help you walk through it. But when you realize, man, I'm covered by the blood, you go, Lord, I'm so sorry I've made this mistake. Will you please change my heart in this area? Will you, will you, and then you, you can ask for freedom. 
But here, man, it's just, it's like a different way. What it says is cleanse your conscience from dead works. Instead of running from sin in fear of making a mistake, we just run to God out of love for him. And then we do the right things naturally. <laughs> you know, well, it's like yeah. it's so much, it's so much, it, like it's it's subtly different, but it's so much better. Yeah. It, so good. So anyways, it. yeah, that's all I have to share, Jeff. Yeah, that's a good word. It's a good word for 2024. And I know it's going to bring a lot of hope to people, man. You know, and people need, people need that right now. Uh, they need the joy. They need the hope. Uh, so yeah, thank you. So, all right, man. Well, why don't you go ahead and pray? Close us out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> Lord Jesus, we just love you so much. And we thank you for what you've done for us on the cross. And I thank you, Jesus. You said that it's better for you to go away because if, if you don't go, you're not going to send the Holy Spirit. But you did go. You ascended and you sent the Spirit of God to live inside of us as believers, to walk with us, to work with us, to teach us, to comfort us, to be our advocate, Lord, to be our helper, uh, to be our guide. And it's it, your Holy Spirit is the way that you are friends with us, God. The, it's the way that we get to feel near to you. We get to interact with you on a daily basis. We get to pray and not just say things to you, but we get to hear from you, Lord. We get to know your heart through yeah. Uh, the, your Holy Spirit that searches even the deepest things of God and reveals them to us, Lord. We don't take that for granted, Lord. We don't take that lightly, but we want to be good stewards of this friendship and this relationship that you've given us with yourself, Lord, that, you, that you've made a way for us to come boldly before your throne room every single day, that you've made a way for us uh, to be cleansed of our sin, first off, but also to be uh, to be used as vessels of glory, uh, to do the things that you're calling us to do, to, to make an impact for your kingdom on the earth today. And I just pray that uh, that grace over every person listening, Lord, that uh, each one of us, as we go through our week, as we go through uh, the rest of the season, but then also as we go into 2024, God, that we would not be weighed down with the, the mistakes of the past. We would not be weighed down even with the struggles and the difficulties, the trials that we walk through, the things in 2023 that were not fair, uh, that were not from you, the things that mm -hmm. Um, we feel like we shouldn't have had to go through, Lord, um, but we did. Lord, I ask that you, instead of uh, allowing us to be weighed down by those things, God, that you would continually just remind us of the joy that we have in you and that you would refresh our spirits, that you would refresh our souls, uh, that you'd give us wisdom to know uh, when uh, we need to not just address the spiritual issue, but also the, the soulish issue as well, Lord, when we need to take a break, when we need to rest, when, when we need to take a nap, uh, Lord, but then also when we need to come into your presence. Uh, because you're you're beckoning us and you're you're drawing us in, you're calling us in. You're saying, "Hey, come spend time with me. Come walk with me. Come come draw near to me, uh, and I'm going to help you through this." And and I just I hear the Lord saying that right now for those listening. The Lord just saying, "Just come in, come spend time with me, and I am going to help you through this. We're going to get through this together. I haven't left you alone. I haven't left you uh, to figure this out on your own. You don't have to be the smart one." Ooh, the Lord saying, "You don't mm. have to be the smart one." That's good. Let my Holy Spirit give you the wisdom that you need. Mm. Mm. And I just sense the Lord saying, I've already given you what you need to be able to access my presence, to access my throne room, uh, and, and just start believing, start making the, the conscious decision to believe that even when you don't feel it. I sense the Lord saying, even when you don't feel it, and it's the feelings are going to come, they're going to change. I'm going to start rearranging uh, the, the way you process events in your life. Uh, based on what Jesus has done for you, based on the access you have, 
Um, you're going to start seeing yourself as having been seated with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. Uh, as you make that decision to come boldly before my throne room of grace, you're going to start seeing yourself as a victor, uh, as being complete in Christ Jesus, not as lacking anything, not as lacking fulfillment, not as lacking purpose, but rather being complete in him and being all that I've created and I've molded you to be and all that I'm making you into. Uh, the, and I just sense the Lord saying, I've perfected you for all time through that one sacrifice. But uh, see yourself that way and then you'll continue through and you'll begin through that sanctification process. So I'm still sanctifying things, and that's why the trials are coming. That's why the difficulties are here. I'm using that to sanctify my bride. But at the same time, see yourself as being perfected through that, the, the offering that Jesus paid once and for all time, even through the midst of the sanctification process. And I just sense the Holy Spirit saying this for many people. The Lord is wanting to address the constant um, fear uh, and, and the constant weight of worry and anxiety. It, it's like a, a, a worry uh, mindset. And I'm just getting that uh, that word like a worry wart, like someone who just worries all the time. The Lord is saying, that's not for me. And, and I've never placed that upon you that I, I've never desired that for you. But I have something better. And, and if you will take that worry every single day and you'll come in and you'll hand that to me and you'll say, Lord, what what do I need to do with this? You don't even have to figure it out. The Lord is saying you don't have to know what to do about it. Just come in and give it to me, and I will begin to teach you the, through my Holy Spirit and show you exactly what you need to do, exactly how to handle that. I'll begin to give you the words you need to say, uh, the wisdom you need uh, to work through that, and the guidance you need as you move forward. Uh, <clears throat> um, in in my presence, I hear the Lord saying, as you move forward in my presence. So, man, that's that's so good. That's a word for somebody. I hope, uh, I hope whoever needs that can receive it. But, Jesus, we just thank you again for your presence. We that's thank fun. you for your Holy Spirit working in us and through us. And I just thank you for this year, God. I thank you in advance for all of the good things you're doing, um, for all of the joy you're pouring out, for the glory of God that we're going to perceive, that we're going to receive, that we're going to get to experience this year. Lord, and I thank you in advance for the trials even, and, and even the persecutions, even the things that are there uh, to teach us endurance, God, even the things that are there to teach us perseverance, um, because we know we have a hope in you that is so great. Uh, Lord, that that uh, the the glory that's to come, it's not even worthy to be com uh, the, the things we're walking through are not even worthy to be compared with the glory that is going to be revealed to us, Lord. Um, so I just ask that you would help us to live in that place, Lord, and help us not to be uh, condemned if we're not there yet, Lord, but rather help us to just come to you, and that you would help us to get there, Lord. We're we're living from a place of victory and a place of assurance in you and rest in you. In Jesus' mighty name. Mm. And we just give you all the praise, honor, and glory, Jesus. Mm. Amen. Amen. Was that good, everybody? So good. Um, Troy, how can people follow you? Especially because you're going to put that reaction video, response video. You said something got fulfilled in the news. I will be looking for that as well. But tell people how they can follow you. Yeah, so you can just uh, search for Troy Black on YouTube. That's the name of my channel. Um, I also have another channel called The Mysterious Truth. Mm -hmm. um, I just posted a video there uh, asking the question, is Christmas actually, uh, ha does it have pagan roots? And should we be celebrating Christmas as Christians? Um, so that's an interesting topic and in in interesting discussion there where I try to answer some of those questions. Um, but then also uh, uh, I have a Facebook page and I have an Instagram page and it's just Troy Black. Uh, in both of those places as well boom troy black thank you so much man especially given the fact that you're under the weather all of that but you got in the pocket you got in the zone i could tell yeah sorry y'all sorry for my voice not being 100 percent. that's okay that's absolutely okay so 
Uh, everybody, have a wonderful Thursday. Tune in tomorrow as we close out the week. We have actually got a new guest. His name is Clay Enlow. And actually, he is the son-in-law of one of the other son-in-laws of um, Johnny Enlow and Elizabeth Enlow. Uh, and so it's going to be a great time. He's going to be sharing his testimony. Really great guy. I'm looking forward to uh, hanging out with him and letting you guys, introducing you guys to him as well. So that's going to be great. That's at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Also, get your Light Fire merch uh, at ElijahShopper.com. You can go to the link in the description under follow us. You'll see the link. It'll take you right there to all of our Light Fire merch. You can get your stickers, your mug, your shirt. Uh, and you can you can show off Elijah Fire to your family this this holiday season. So we love you guys, and we'll see you tomorrow at two p.m. Pacific time, five p.m. Eastern time with Clay and Lo. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. 